Winning Over a Group of Skeptics, Part 3. Hello, welcome to the Perceptive Readers. I'm James Lynch, everyone. And what we're going to do on this Perceptive Readers is actually conclude with the book that we've been covering called The Quick and Easy Way to Effective Speaking. On page 154, it has some information in it that I hope you will find valuable. You who are actually uh, engaging in public speaking, about to start, who knows? You may be having a program or something of that nature on the internet. Well, remember over the past couple of podcasts, uh, we did, we talked about uh, briefly how you want to have visual contact with your audience, right? We also talked about how you don't want to memorize your talk word for word. Uh, but as you know, I emphasize that it would be good to at least keep the facts in mind. You know, what are the facts? So if you get a question or something of that nature, uh, you can have confidence that you're giving the accurate facts. Uh, you know them by heart, so to speak. And then I said again that anything as to how the audience or you may feel about the facts you don't have to memorize those uh, word for word in your talk or even write them down if you're doing an outline. Why? Because if something makes you feel a certain way, it is always going to make you feel a certain way, at least within the same time frame of a week or so of you <laughs> preparing that talk, I would think. So the whole point is it would be easy to recall what your feelings are and if you wanted to state them. All right. Now, what we're covering this time, as I said before, I think will help in all those areas from not having to memorize a talk and also being confident that you got your facts front and center for yourself and the audience. What are we talking about? We're actually talking about visual, visual aids, okay? So let me just go ahead and read, if you plan on using visual aids, what you want to keep in mind, because it brings out some good points on page 154 and page 155, where it has a list of how to set up your visual aids, uh, what to do and what to watch out for. So uh, I would say that a good many of you uh, probably know this, but remember, we also have some seniors in high school and things of that nature who may appreciate a lot of these points that are being brought out. Okay, so let me begin. It talks about on page 154 of the quick and easy way to effective speaking. It says the nerves that lead from the eye to the brain are many times larger than those leading from the ear. And science tells us that we give 25 times as much attention to eye suggestions as we do to ear suggestions. One seeing says an old Japanese proverb, is better than a hundred times telling about. So, if you wish to be clear, picture your points, visualize your ideals. That was the plan of John H. Patterson, founder of the National Cash Register Company. He wrote an article for System Magazine outlining the methods he used in speaking to his workmen and his sales forces, all right? So let's see what he said. 
He stated, I hold that one cannot rely on speech alone to make himself understood or to gain and hold attention. A dramatic supplement is needed. It is better to supplement whenever possible with pictures which show the right and the wrong way. Diagrams are more convincing than mere words, and pictures are more convincing than diagrams. The ideal presentation of a subject is one in which every subdivision is pictured and in which the words are used only to connect them. I early found that in dealing with men, a picture was worth more than anything I could say. All right. Now, that ends that quote. And the only thing that I'm going to say about that, uh, he may be correct overall because a picture is very important. And yet I found that what many people have found today, especially with professional narrators, you know, and singers, um, other professionals of that nature and speakers, that if you continue to really practice your craft, there are some people that bore just your voice and the way that, you know, you, again, uh, have your facts and things together, you can paint a real, real good picture where uh, your audience won't go away feeling like they lacked anything at all. With that said, that goes to show that, hey, if you do use a combination, oh my goodness, of pictures and also speech, how much more so it feels like the person is not only getting the main meal, but boy, they're getting all these uh, the stuffings and the dessert and everything else around it, all right? Uh, so that's just a thought. So let me continue because we're getting ready to move closely to the list. It states, if you use a chart or diagram, be sure it is large enough to see and don't overdo a good thing. A long succession of charts is usually boring. <laughs> yes, okay. If you make the diagram as you go along, be careful to sketch roughly and swiftly on the blackboard or flip chart. Listeners are not interested in great artwork. Use abbreviations. Write largely and legibly. Keep talking as you draw or write and keep turning back to your audience. When you use exhibits, follow these suggestions and you will be assured of the rapt attention of your audience. So, looking over these points on page 155 and 156, there are eight of them. Are you ready? Okay. The first one is, keep the exhibit out of sight until you are ready to use it. Yes, that is good because uh, basically your audience, if you have it out front and center, you may find uh, throughout the talk, like let's say uh, you're not going to use the exhibit till 15, 20 minutes in the talk. But you will find that time as you're looking out at the audience, they're not looking at you. They're looking at the exhibit still. I almost probably wondering when you're about to get to it. So, so I just thought I'd let you know that. Now, number two. Use exhibits large enough to be seen from the very last row. 
Certainly, your audience can't learn from any exhibit unless they see it. Yes, you don't want people in the last row all of a sudden walking up, standing in the middle of the aisle or what have you because they can't see what's going on with it, you see. But I grant it today, there are monitors all the time, you know, TV screens in all these different areas, unlike it was back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. I mean, I'm talking even the 2000s. It just wasn't like that in every situation, unless, again, you were in a hotel room, you know, not a hotel room, but a banquet room, you know, that hotels have and, and things of that nature. And even then, uh, they would sometimes have to bring them in or rent them or what have you. But all the same today, we are in the year 2020 and it's practically nowhere you can't get a monitor right away am i correct if you want to use that as your exhibit you know a big screen or what have you well number three never pass an exhibit around among your listeners while you are speaking why invite competition good point number four when you show an exhibit hold it up where your listeners can see it Number five, remember, one exhibit that moves is worth 10 that don't. Demonstrate if practical. Six, don't stare at the exhibit as you talk. You are trying to communicate with the audience, not with the exhibit. Seven, when you have finished with the exhibit, get it out of sight if practical. Again, you want it to be, you know, practical. So, eight, if the exhibit you are going to use lends itself to mystery treatment, have it placed on a table which will be at your side as you speak. Have it covered as you talk. Make references to it that will arouse curiosity, but don't tell what it is. Then, when you are ready to unveil it, you have aroused curiosity, suspense, and real interest. Yes. So again, if you do have your exhibit out, it, you know, it's one thing if you have a map and it's uncovered. And remember I told you people may just be looking at it instead of looking at you. It's another thing if you have a map or let's say you have a bowl or, or some type of item, you see, just sitting on a stand on the table and you have that covered. So let's say you want to go to your exhibit five minutes. Uh, you know, I would say still within 10 minutes because it's just uh, good to build anticipation, you know, in your introduction as if you were, were going to say, you know, one of the most important things a man can do or a woman can do is what I'm going to show you in the next few seconds. Well, first, let me tell you why this item is so important to a man and woman. And so they, and you know, you can be holding your hand to the right side of you as you're doing it. People are like, what is under that thing? <laughs> you know, is it going to kill cancer? You know, <laughs> oh my goodness. Let me just shut up. But anyway, I mean, not let me shut up. Let me, you know, that's interesting. See, I'm ready to go off on another tangent. But here's the point. These are eight items that will help you if you want to use exhibit. And the reason why some of you, uh, again, uh, may feel or gain more confidence by doing it is because 
If you're saying you do have some facts that you're going to show on the chart and things of that nature, then you know I already got them there. And if I just have a, a you know a brain, you know, you know, a, 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 you know, a relapse or not relapse, or a, 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 my brain go blank, all right, or something like just what happened right there, then I know I can still look at the chart and bring out the exact facts, you see. And you won't even have to use word whiskers or anything as you try to, you know, recall what that fact is because it's there. But it's another thing, as I mentioned before, that if you do use a stand and some other type of item, then even a chart or what have you, uh, it may good be good to still within the first five or 10 minutes. That's, it's no law or anything. That's just you know, my personal preference I would share with you uh, where you're already building up anticipation right in the introduction. I just wouldn't um, uh, have it go all throughout the whole talk where, you know, you already go, you then went through the whole talk and then you show it. I mean, I know some people do it. Uh, that's just not my style. So the whole point is there you go. And I hope you enjoyed uh, this uh, winning away group of skeptics. Uh, part three. And, and like I said, I only did three parts uh, this time. Who knows? In the future, I may do it again. But just know for now, uh, this is the coverage of the different things that I think will help some of you starting off in doing engaging in public speaking. I'm James Lynch. Thank you for sharing on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Pandora, and um, iTunes. It is very much appreciated. You have a wonderful day.